Hey, welcome to Pop That Culture. You made it! Yes! We made it! It's the end of the week! Ooh, girl, it's Friday! Friday! Yeah. Yes. So, you're here with us for an hour, then Sarah and I slide down the back of our brontosaurus and clock out <laughs> and uh, say yabba-dabba-doo, <laughs> and we're on our way! That's how we like to do it. Yeah, lots of stuff going on in pop culture to talk about. And then there's also a couple of things happening um, locally, specifically if you're going to be flying at all this summer. Yes. If you have any summer trips going on, I'm not sure I'm happy about any of the things that we found out about the airlines. And that is coming up later in the show. But this next one also makes my heart a little bit sad. A wee bit. A tweeny, tweeny, tiny bit. Um, they are selling the Brady Bunch house. Now, mm. granted, the house was only used for exteriors. Mm. If you go in the house, it's not going to have right. the layout that you have burned in your brain from watching so many episodes of the Brady Bunch. This it doesn't is, have the stairs right. the way you think that they're going to be, like the area in the back with Alice. Like it's not laid out the mm. way that you think it is. And you know, you know the the basketball uh, hoop on the garage thing. No, that's, no, the yard the is not astroturf. Mm, it's actual no. like real landscaping and grass and stuff. I have a confession to make, Sarah. No, oh, do it. I've been stalking this house on the internet for about five years on zillow or something yes no zillow. way yes when i saw it's almost two million dollars right. what they're trying to sell it for and it, in studio uh, city yes that makes sense uh the house is at uh, 11 222 dilling street in no ho north hollywood california uh. 91602 so if you want to send a letter to the house wishing it well well i mean they say that they still get like 30 to 40 tourists that want to come by and mm. see the house right not quite the breaking bad house no right. but it's it's been solid for years that people mm. would go and see it and one couple had owned it for the last i don't know like 50 years at least mm. um but they passed away and so now their children are the ones that are trying to sell the you house heartless kids they're not trying to be heartless i don't think um i mean they want to sell it as a house, but unfortunately, a lot of the inquiries that they've been getting are from developers mm. who want to knock the Brady Bunch house down. Right. Are you out of your damn mind? What? Why can't you make it into a museum or something? Well, because the inside is not as fun as the outside. Why can't the but... living Brady kids chip in and buy the house? Yeah, have you seen I... this, by the way? That uh, I don't know who thought that wallpaper was ever a good idea. That is that is some stuff right there. But look how sweet the back of the house right. is. Right. And look That's at amazing. The, the bed sheets uh, match the wallpaper I know. identically. <laughs> So it's kind of modern-y, but then like that's a that's some old hardware mm -hmm. kicking there. Yeah. But it's a cool house. It's cooler than I thought it was. The thing about this house is funny. They did use it only for exteriors. None of the show, none of the cast actually ever shot at this house. I think maybe for the movie, they oh, might have done really? like a quick. But if you look closely at the house uh, in the TV show, that upper level, they put a fake window on it in the TV show. Oh. Um, but there's no window on it, and. See, I grew up in a, a quad-level house, much of which this is supposed to look like, which is there's a huge disparity with that staircase yeah. and the architectural style of the house. So <laughs> the, the the staircase goes up, and it's supposed to be something like a colonial, but it's supposed to be lower than the foyer. <laughs> Davy Jones knocked on the door, and that shouldn't have... Ah! I'm just going to bring him <sighs> up. Then he would be very disappointed if he went in there. <laughs> well, he wouldn't. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I just I hope and pray that it's an actual 
couple or family that wants to right. move into the house and that these developers don't win. And, and they have a dog named Tiger. Knock it down. Well, uh, you know, Michael Brady was an architect. I still don't get how they let the, the disparity between the houses <laughs> inside and out. Because uh, nobody cared. Uh, nobody cared. We just I, cared about I, the hilarity and the hijinks and I not throwing know. ball in the house is what we cared about. Now, uh, it is a big week for comic fans mm -hmm. and really for movie fans, TV show fans, anything fans, right. because it's changed as far as the feel of it now with Comic-Con. Mm -hmm. Comic-Con! And the biggest thing to come out of the San Diego Comic-Con so far um, was the first trailer with the first female Doctor Who doctor. So. Have we gotten to the point yet where there's a huge backlash from Doctor Who fans that oh no the Doctor can't be a woman? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're kind uh. they're mostly over it now, but yes, when the announcement was first made, as you would imagine, there were people who were so pissed, even though this is an alien who can right. change and be whatever. Who right. wanted to be a girl? Girls ruin everything. Yeah. So. It's the same guys that were pissed about Star Wars. Yes, and, and She-Ra, and whatever. You know, they need to you know, like step it up with the Doctor Who. They need to have a team of the aliens that can shapeshift and jump into and out of the TARDIS. That would be cool. Yeah, like Doctor Who, what, where, when, and why. Hey, what's up, dude? Right, I almost knocked the crap out of that thing. Uh, uh, yes, so they released the first trailer, so here's your first look into the Lady Doctor Who. All of this is new to me. New faces. New worlds. New times. So if I asked really, really nicely, would you be my new best friends? Now, may I say, I am a sci-fi fan. I generally mm. enjoy sci-fi shows, and I have never watched really? Doctor Who. I used to watch it when I was young. Okay. And I don't know which is the best Doctor for me to jump in on or which season, but they're saying if other people have never seen Doctor Who before, mm. um, you won't need really to have very much <clears throat> previous Doctor Who knowledge if this is the season you want to jump right. in on with and the Lady Doctor. Actually, what you can do if you want to really, if you don't want to watch Doctor Who but prepare for Doctor Who, you can watch Quantum Leap, Sliders, <laughs> Fringe, uh, and Bill and Ted's Excellent Invention. All of which I yeah. enjoy, which means I think I would probably like Doctor Who They will much. get you sped up on the concept very quickly. Not so much. And then uh, the other thing that came out of Comic-Con so far is that um, they... In order to promote the fact that um, Deadpool is going to be coming out soon on mm -hmm. Blu-ray, or not Blu-ray, DVD and all of that. Um, oh, wait, they're going to release it on DVD, not Blu-ray? Or both, whatever. <laughs> Digital. You can get copies. It's out of the theaters and it's into your home. You can watch it on a device. <laughs> Nick Picajone. You can watch Nick it on Pick a thing with the things. I was, you know what, and in my head I said Blu-ray, but then I was thinking that I had misspoken and said Laserdisc, which that's mm. not a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Wow. Hey! Which, which side do I put in first? I would buy that, though. If it came out with I would buy it. I'm a Legends player. We were, uh, we were just talking about Laserdisc last really? week. Yeah, David, after you left. Okay, you got I, all Laserdisc on I, that ass? I confess to David that I still have a Laserdisc you do? for one reason. What? Because it's fun? There's, Dave. The entire collection of the Star Wars, the original trilogy. As it aired, as it aired, as it ran in the theaters, came out on Laserdisc as a box set, completely unmolested. Really? So no extra stormtrooper getting bucked off of a lizard. None of that crap. Okay. Han shot first, like we all know. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, so they were doing a, a couple of things for Deadpool. Um, one of which there was a writer who went into the ladies' room at Comic-Con and didn't necessarily do a big scientific sweep of all of the ladies' rooms mm. at Comic-Con, but the little toilet paper, the little covers, the seat cover thingies mm. were Deadpool, where they said this is all Fox could afford. <laughs> but my question is, if you are a Deadpool fan, you're a lady uh -huh. and you're a Deadpool fan and you happen to go into the restroom and mm -hmm. you see... You pull out the thing, and you're about to put it on the seat, and you're like, oh, I don't want to put it on no, the seat. No, no, you don't. Do you, do you save it? Do you... No, you use the one in your hand, and then you pull a fresh one and take okay. it home with you. Or you pull the whole thing off the wall. And, and take all it, of them? And, put it and then eBay. sell them on eBay? That's yeah. what you would do. <laughs> totally. I know that's what you would yes. do. You are a you salesman. Know me so well. I know. Joe could sell a popsicle to an Eskimo. Mm. I mean, you are a man who likes to, you know how to make the bargains happen. Yeah. And how to sell things. Mm. Um, and then the other thing, I guess, that they were doing to um, commemorate the Laserdisc sale of <laughs> <laughs> Deadpool 2. And beta and VHS. Yes. Is they were having a, a Deadpool dance party booth. But in it were animatronic animals, kind of like the ones in the band at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> which that, to me, is even better than the whole bathroom stunt. Oh, my gosh. I, if they actually got the... The real, like mm. the exact ones from Chuck E. Cheese, that would really make my childhood I, heart they happy. May, they might. Although they I think mates. that band may have broken up. I'm no, not sure. Okay, no. so I didn't actually they, know didn't a little bit about this. Solo project. Go on, Dave. They did a um, a documentary on the Rock of Fire explosion. What which, was that? Be a rockumentary? Kind of. It was like a behind the music for the rock for the Rock of Fire explosion. No way. And the, and the guy owns like the original and like upkeeps them and makes like new songs with them and everything. You used to have like a Patreon where you can like pay to have your song done, but I don't know if he does it anymore. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. Did they have Deadpool whack-a-mole where you can hit the moles with a katana? <laughs> <laughs> I would also enjoy playing that. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see what else comes out of uh, Comic-Con over the weekend. But in early days, those were some of the, a couple of the, the highlights. Now, of course, there's still a lot of movie promotion going on in the traditional way, which mm. is to travel around the world yes. and do all of these red carpet events mm -hmm. and whatnot. And they were doing the red carpet premiere for the new Mission Impossible movie with Tom Cruise and his buddies and pals. Walking the red carpet, Tom Cruise cheesing that big Scientology grin at everybody. Oh, yeah. Hey, Shooter McGavin, what's going on? L Tom I want Hubbard. you to see this movie. It's fantastic. Gets inside, realizes the entire red carpet, his zipper was down. Amazing. Love it. Look at mm -hmm. that. Hey, Maybe his junk hey, was trying to do its own stunt. <laughs> the, the Mission Impossible Escape was right. Escape the yeah. pants. Simon Pegg's on the other side. <laughs> okay, Tom Cruise's penis, jump out now. <laughs> Oh, Lord. I, have you ever had an incident where you realized afterwards oh. that you'd been unzipped? Hell yeah. 
It was no, there was actually one pretty recently, and it was even oh. worse. So oh. our friends had a derby party, and I, Michelle, and I decided to go to last minute, and I didn't get all derbied out, and so I was the guy at the derby party wearing jeans yeah. and like a t-shirt. Everybody's got their paisley. Joe's hats. no fun. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, white people, the parties you throw are so <laughs> oh, funny. Oh, this was a white people thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. Easy. <laughs> no, but it was funny because I was. People were looking at me like, oh, there's the guy that didn't get all derby down. Mm-hmm. So I threw on just an old comfy pair of jeans. Little did I know that there was like a kind of a snag in the crotch area. Like it had worn out <laughs> and then it got washed. And so you know when you wash jeans with a hole in them and the hole gets bigger and, and more shredded. red? And, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happened right over my crotch. And well, I'm so, assuming you were wearing underwear, yes? Yes. Well, I don't, I don't know. Some, it was, it was some... a low-cut mesh number. Very, very nice. <laughs> Sexy. So, after a few beers, we decide that we're going to stay for the bonfire, which, who's laughing now, derby people? You don't sit around a bonfire in a paisley jacket. So, I'm sitting there, and I cross my legs, and somebody goes, you know you've got a big hole over your junk, and I look down, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> yep. You heathen wearing jeans to a derby party. That's what you get, Joe. That's what you get. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, it's actually uh, our good buddy, our pal, our uh, extremely wonderful host of the show before our show, Bill McAllister, with mm. his lovely wife, Danielle, on At Home with the McAllisters. Um, Bill had the unenviable task of having to tell our new super-duper boss who was coming in, who you know, Big B. Oh, I love Big B. So this new guy comes to town, and he's kind of a badass, a heart. You know, he's really, like, he's tough. He's scary uh-huh. and a little in the head. Yes. And, uh, and then Bill's like, oh, my God, his zipper's down. His zipper's down. Do I tell him? Do I not tell him? Do I tell him? Do I not tell him? What do I do? And then he had to actually be like, not that I'm staring at your crotch, sir, mm. but um, you need to, the horses are out of the barn. Like, you got to right. close the door. I am. Um... I've always felt that what you should do, really, cause so as not to embarrass the person whose zipper's down, is mm-hmm. you should discreetly tiptoe over, mm-hmm. zip them up. And do it for up, them. Yeah, And then that's discreetly tiptoe not back. Not illegal at all. Hoping that nobody catches you doing it. Sure. Yeah. No one that's would notice. Gentlemanly and actually, if you want to be really like incognito about it, what you do is you get down there with your teeth and zip it up. Right. And then no one would notice that. Well, no. And if they do, maybe you leave the, the area with a couple singles stuffed into your waist. Yeah, just give it a nice little pat when you're done. Like, yeah. yeah, like, good, good yeah. show. You're good. You're yeah. all right. Or, you know, you could make like the Italian tailor and say, what side do you wear it down before you zip it up? Which side do you dress on? Yeah. Whatever. I'm not going to ask you. I'm not going to ask you. It's a guy thing. I figured. <laughs> uh, we had an incident that happened that I think is kind of hysterical. Hmm. For one, Miss Jenny McCarthy. Hmm. She hmm. singled out and I don't even know and what. And of the anti-vax movement. Oh, that true. Yep. Forgot um, about that. Trying to marry into the Wahlberg hamburger fortune. She did. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's on board. Ooh, and we do have another story that deals with the, uh, the Wahlbergers and all of those guys. But yeah, so she has a Nest uh, system, security hmm. system at yes, home. Yes, she does. And it caught a video of her in her house. She's walking around, checking herself out the mirror. She walks away. <laughs> she comes back. And uh, she hears this noise. And they have a huge grand piano in the corner of the living room of this mm. house that she lives in with Donnie. And she hears, 
like this cute little short piano jingle. Mm. And you hear her yell, Donnie! 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 And he's like, what, baby, what? She's like, somebody just played the piano and it wasn't me. She's freaking the F out. And she's like, our house is haunted. This is official. I've got to get yep. like a paranormal crew in here. Get the Scooby gang in. We have something, some sort of spirit just played the piano. What it actually was is that um, she didn't realize when your Google Home, like mm -hmm. Home Assistant, resets yes. itself and like comes back online yes. or whatever sometimes. Um, that's the little piano jingle that that plays. Yeah, well, that's fantastic. Well, at least it's not like Alexa who just laughs in the middle of the night. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. I'm taking over the world. <laughs> you and your family are unsafe. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah. A one, a two, a three. Ah, ah, ah. Yes. Oh, so we did just mention the uh, the Wahlberg. So this is kind of interesting. Also taking over the world. Mm. Um, they so they have. I haven't been to. Have you been to Wahlburgers? I have, we should go. Should yeah. we go to Wahlburgers? I haven't actually tried Let's it. Let's go down there. Um, so it's doing really well. Mm. I know it's. I just haven't. Uh, I haven't been down to. It's in Greektown, yeah. right? Yeah, they I, could probably do a little bit better if they got the endorsement of some famous people. You know, somebody that's right. Been in the movie or if, two, yeah, or a musician or something like an influencer. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. somebody that could draw attention to them um, for something other than their hamburgers. Oh, how about if, that? Only that yeah. could happen. But yeah, there is a local guy who you've probably heard of who is helping Mark Wahlberg expand in a new way. And we mm. will tell you what that is when we get back next on Pop That Culture. Hey, you guys, it's Raphael of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Guess what? The only thing we can get down here in the sewer is Geektainment Weekly on new radio media. Turtle power! Maple Lane Golf Club is a 54-hole golfing treasure located in the heart of Sterling Heights. Maple Lane Golf Club offers immaculate greens, a top-flight pro shop, and inexpensive green fees. For convenience, book your tee time online at maplelanegolf.com. Come out and enjoy a great golf experience. Try our nine and dine special. Nine holes of golf and enjoy food and refreshments in the Clubhouse Bistro. That's Maple Lane Golf Club in Sterling Heights. Check us out at maplelanegolf.com. Hi, I'm Art and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service. And we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Wald Lake. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Walled Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them.
Welcome back to Pop That Culture. So just before the break, we're talking about the Wahlbergs. Mark Wahlberg is starting to become movie star businessman, mm. which if you're an actor is a smart thing to do because for most actors, right. there's a shelf life. Right. You're going to have to Absolutely. Keep, keep your expensive taste going some other way, I'm yeah. sure. I, I personally think a good shtick for Mark Wahlberg to get into is maybe he puts on a cape mm-hmm. and he pretends he's flying, you know, and giving the best deals. <laughs> that would be yes, fantastic. Because he is getting into the car dealership business. Oh my goodness. And they cannot fly the Melfa superstar for a far better deal. Yes. Or and then you have to get a good jingle too in the car business. You do if you're gonna be local car dealership guy, like you gotta have a thing. Right. You should be driving a Wahlberg. Driving a Wahlberg at Summit Place Wahlberg. <laughs> oh, thanks, Sarah. That song's stuck in my head again. Sorry. Uh, yes. So I'm sure you've heard of the Feldmans, Feldman Chevrolet. Yes. There, I believe, many of them. Yes. And they are well known. So apparently Mark Wahlberg is friends with Jay Feldman. And so he was like, you should expand and not just be burger family. You should be car dealership of family. Of course. So far, the one he's taking over is in Ohio. But if it goes well, then he'll expand. And there might be some Mark Wahlberg dealerships where I don't know if you'll ever be looking for a great used car. And you're like, is that Mark Wahlberg? Can he give (laughs) me a really sweet deal on this car? I'm Mark Wahlberg. It's all got to (laughs) go. Push it, pull it, carry it in. Your trade is worth thousands. I hope it yeah. goes that way. Your car has a bad vibration. We'll pitch in something with a good vibration. <laughs> feel it, feel it. Oh, there's his thing. Yes. Oh, my God. Come it's... and visit my funky bunch of experienced salespeople. Joe Santos. No Santos hassle, no hassle. You have come up with what he should do. Yes. That is exactly what it should be. Yes. I love it. We're the new kid on the block, but you shouldn't let that stop you from coming in today. <laughs> Yay! Now, I am assuming that they will not be selling this car. Are you sure? I'd be, listen, I would love, if I could have a Transformer as a buddy and uh-huh. my mode of transportation, I would love it. But... Can, I, can I sidetrack for one second? Please, that's okay, what we do. So, this is the new Bumblebee. Yeah. So, the new Bumblebee movie is coming out. And from what I'm seeing from the trailer, it's interesting. It could either it could go either way. But is this free willy? But instead of a whale, there's a car that turns into a robot. Yes. Because that's what it looks like to me. Correct. And then there's another movie about a robotic dog that a kid gets, and it seems like free Billy Willy with <laughs> <laughs> robotic dog. Free that Billy. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. There's a lot of things where kids have something that they shouldn't have, right. and then the government wants it, right. and then they've got to set it free in Bob's Jungle. Like E.T. Yeah. yeah. No, dude, you know Hollywood has no new ideas. It's just okay. recycle, just, rehash, just, recycle, just check rehash. My brain yeah. Before I wrecked my brain. You're right. Yeah. So uh, this uh, this whole segment is about stuff happening at work. So we have new employment for mm. Mark Wahlberg, yes. and we have a guy who lost his job. Uh, in a very special and fantastic way. This 19-year-old dude named Corey was working at the front desk of a small web company. Mm. And he got a text on his phone. It was from a number that he did not recognize. Mm -hmm. And the person said, I'm making you come at 12 on Friday. 
And because oh, he didn't. Girl. What? A nooner. Whoa! Oh, boy. Corey. Corey is lucky. Uh, so because he didn't recognize the number and he said he'd kind of been plagued by getting texts from mm. people he didn't know recently or whatever, yeah. he was real salty mm. about it. And he was like, you know what? Real First salt. of all, yeah. You don't make me do anything. Second of all, I don't remember scheduling any dick appointments. Oh, girl. Well, I mean, it's kind of an amazing response. Yeah, well, that part of the problem is is that really he should put his dick calendar into the phone, right? It's true, so that you can I sync mean, it up. Yeah, because yeah. if you sync up your dick calendar, right. you'll also know like all the major holidays, your Facebook birthdays, and when your dick has to be somewhere, Yeah. right? What? I shouldn't ask you this question, but what are the dick holidays? Um, probably Flag Day, because you need a poll. That's true. Um, National Zucchini Awareness Day, mm -hmm. um, Eggplant Day because sure. of the emoji, yeah, and um, Hot Dog Day. Yeah, um, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, we just those. had National Hot Dog yeah. Day, so yeah, yeah. that would be so, on his calendar too. You know. You're right. No, you're good. Um, so he he texts back with his sassy reply, and unfortunately, he then gets another text that says, um, "This is your boss, mm. and I got a new number." Mm. And he was like, "How do I how do I answer this?" So he didn't answer. He's like, I can't. What do you What do you say to that when you just you say sorry? <laughs> he just exactly a normal mm -hmm. human, a responsible human would say sorry, but poor little nineteen year old Corey just froze. He's like, uh -huh. I don't know what to do. And so then his boss texted him again and said, um, I will be giving you a call tomorrow to discuss the terms of your employment with us. That's mm. not good. Now, you know what though? I, I think that uh, that poor Paul Corey Corey poor call. That guy. Corey. I was going to say poor Corey. Yes. He, he shouldn't have communicated like that. But was it fair of his boss to reach out to him from an unknown number? No. When you know mm -hmm. that you are a person who has just gotten a new phone and everyone doesn't have your number Boom. yet, you sign your text, the first one. And or, you say, this is so-and-so, new phone. Or whatever. you send out a group text to all your friends and say, hey, look, this is so-and-so, I just got a new phone. Right. So if you see this right. number, it's me. Yeah. Kind yeah. of a trap. Kind, kind of, of a trap. Kind of a dick move. Hey. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know about you guys. I'm getting phone calls from like a bunch of different numbers all the that time. That I don't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I and they don't leave messages, and it's just they're super harassment all yeah, the time. Yeah, so I've been getting calls because the the warranty on my car with two hundred thousand miles is about to expire, <laughs> and I keep on telling them to take me off of the list, but they keep calling me anyway. So you know what? Even though I'm not on the do not call, or I am on the do not call registry, I just don't pick up numbers that I don't recognize, especially I don't if I don't have an area code from this area. I just if it's important, if it's important, they'll leave a message. Yeah, exactly. If they're a telemarketer, they won't. Right. Or they will, and then it's a really annoying telemarketer message on your thing. But um, so Corey did the next best smart thing, other than not answering his boss after she said that. Um, he then took screen captures of the exchange <laughs> and put them out on Twitter. Of course. To ask people advice on what he should do. Mm. And he thought because he blocked out the names that no one would figure it out, but they did. And his office then found out that he had put the whole mess on Twitter. Yeah. And so once he realized that they knew that he was having this whole thing blow up on social media, he just called them and he's like, you know what? I quit. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I can't. I know. Yeah. I'll just step away from this hole because yeah. it's just gotten too out of control. Yeah. There's no coming back from this. Yeah. Have a, I'll see you later. I, I wish me well on my future <laughs> endeavors. Yes, exactly. And uh, you know what? I'll... 
I just got to go get a red polo and some khakis, and uh, you can see me at the Target. That's where I'm working next. Check you later. Now, you showed me this next thing, <laughs> and we were so impressed with this to the point where Joe thought that this young lady had some Krav Maga training, yes. but she did not. She just reacted on instinct. There's a waitress, 21-year-old waitress in Georgia, doing her job, punching some mm. things into a computer, yeah. whatever, whatever. Dude walks by, gropes her, and she's like, Whoa! Puts the smackdown on him. Yes. So here's a little clip for you to enjoy of the situation. This is the moment a furious waitress body slammed a customer in a crowded restaurant for grabbing her bum as he walked past. CCTV footage shows 21-year-old Amelia Holden sorting through a pile of menus at Vinnie Van Gogh's in Savannah, Georgia, when the perv grobes her on his way out. But brave Amelia immediately turned to grab him by the scuff of his neck before throwing him against the wall with one arm. She then berates him in front of other customers before telling co-workers to call the police. When cops arrived, the customer was hauled off in cuffs. First of all, that he tried to do like the no look pass. He was just yeah. like, huh, and then just looking in another direction. Like, Poor she's technique. Not gonna... <laughs> You're the only guy there that is within reaching distance. Everybody else is seated, bro. She's going to figure way, it out. Yeah. Good job on getting a video from the sun. That, that's, oh. that makes it right there. <laughs> and also that the place is called Vincent Van Gogh. Yes. Enjoyable. Mm. So um, when the cops came, he tried to say... Well, I, it was just, I, I was just trying to move you out of the, you were in my way and I barely no, touched you or whatever. No, you were getting handsy. And so then they pulled the security footage and they were like, oh no, sir, a charge is for you. You are a liar. <sighs> so. And now he can't go within a hundred feet of a school. <laughs> Why? Because he's, because she's so young? No, well, I mean, he's basically, oh, he, got charges? He, he assaulted Sexual, her. Sexual, yeah. Yeah, he touched her, he groped her in, uh, you know. In the bums. In the booty. <laughs> Which, also, her shorts are so pale. The first time you showed me the video, I didn't realize she was wearing shorts. Oh, oh it's one of those bars. <laughs> I, thought it was, uh, I thought it was a little bit something else. Um, now, there, that's a terrible workplace scenario that one might have to deal mm. with. But this is my dream workplace scenario uh -huh. that's going on in New Zealand right now. Brilliant. Those Kiwis. There is I a company you. that's doing this big experiment that a lot of other companies are keeping an eye on and watching to see how this works out with a four-day work week. I love it. Now, what I had heard um, from some people who were proposing this initially was that if companies were to move to a four-day work week, you would maybe have to then like work 10 hours instead of eight hours right. for four days you to make up for the day. probably work 10 hours anyway. Yeah. Um, but this company is doing it, nope, just straight up, you're gonna get paid like you're working five days a week, hmm. but on those four days, you only have to work your regular eight hours. Wow. And it is going swimmingly so far. Stress levels down, job performance up. Um, and just the overall morale of the company. People saying that their work-life balance is mm -hmm. so much better. I mean, they are 
the employees are in love with it. Now they did sort of pull the employees in on the planning stages of this and mm -hmm. how we can pull it off um, and what they could kind of change to make certain processes more efficient mm -hmm. so that they could do this all well, in four days. you should look at yourself and make a change first. Make that change. But don't you think we should bring this to America? I think we, I don't think it would work because Americans are workaholics anyway. And it's interesting because they actually looked at the, they did some science behind this. Yeah, they looked at and, the conditions uh, before, during, and, and uh, uh, after. And after. <laughs> so in 2017, leadership, 64%. After the trial, it went up 82 to 82%. Commitment. 68%. After the trial, 88%. And they even went out and watched the commitments afterwards about an Irish band. It's actually a cute movie. Yeah. I would rent Very that. Very cool, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then stimulation. What is stimulation? I don't know. I, I'm not sure what yeah. that quantifies. But there were only 66% of the people at work stimulated. And then afterwards, 84 were stimulated. Hey, everybody likes to be and stimulated. empowerment, where you listen to Snap mm -hmm. and you fight the power. They've got the power. Uh, you... Um, you had it at sixty-eight percent prior to the uh, the trial, mm -hmm. eighty-six afterwards. So apparently, science works, right? It really does. Yeah. Now, I they've been saying this about Europe for years because you know, in Europe, you go on holiday. Oh my God! You for, like you've like yeah. six months of vacation and well, they're really well adjusted. They wear they ride Vespas. And, yeah, you know, they say, I, this this country is known for being workaholic country. Right, the people are terrified, even if you have two weeks vacation mm -hmm. some people have one week some people have two some of the lucky bastards have three right but even if you have it to take in this country we're generally terrified to use our sick days our personal days and right. our vacation days because you can be replaced is how people feel and uh you know coming from the broadcasting background sarah and i know a lot of people that just don't use any of their vacation no, at all because they don't want anyone to hear what somebody else would sound like doing your yep. job it is terrifying mm -hmm. Also terrifying are the conditions from a once top-rated TV show, Exposed. Mm. Are they real? We'll find out next when we get back on Pop That Culture. Hi, I'm Andy. And I'm David. Join us for fun and adventure on our new show, PodQuesters, where we fight through imaginary battles and pray to the dice gods for good rolls. Yes, it's an epic, sweeping adventure. We try to fulfill our destinies without driving the Dungeon Master crazy. I thought that was the point. Anyways, check us out here on NewRadioMedia.com, Fridays, Podquesters. See you there. Advertising your business these days can be challenging. Traditional radio and TV ads are expensive and, frankly, a bit of a crapshoot. Not to mention, the audience for over-the-air material is shrinking as more and more of us demand to see and hear what we want, when we want. Advertising on new radio media is a solution. With our live streaming programs that are also available on demand, your message is always ready when your customers are ready to watch and listen, all for a fraction of what you'd likely have been paying for other ads. NewRadioMedia.com. Call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999 for more information. A study from Johns Hopkins researchers indicates a high-fat diet may lead to the development of new nerve cells in your brain that influence how much you eat. But it's also been known for decades that the brain continues to form new nerve cells well into adulthood. So for now it appears the process occurs not only in the parts of your brain associated with memory and a sense of smell, but also in the ones that control your various body functions including hunger and thirst. 
One researcher believes that your brain functions this way as part of your body's survival mechanism. When food is abundant, it generates cells that will make you eat more and make you store excess calories as fat for use when food is not readily available. But the problem with humans, particularly those in developed countries, is that food is almost always readily available. So the more you eat, the more fat you store, and the greater becomes your appetite. With another Prescription for Your Health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. Welcome back. Look, we just got some swag. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Podquesters. No, you're not a loser if you're wearing a Podquesters wristband. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to put it on. There you go. Is it like the clada? Do we have to, if it's facing towards you, you're taken. You're taken. If it's facing out, you're thinking whatever. <laughs> no, no. David, it's your show. <laughs> tell, tell, tell the people about your show if they don't know. All right, so me and my buddy Andy here, we have a D&D podcast show called Podquesters, where we play D&D, but we also do a little improv comedy in between. Ooh, I like that. Nice. Mm. Podquesters. So who's the dungeon master? And how many whips does the dungeon master Chet have? Moriades is our DM, and he has many whips. Oh, Chet. Oh, boy. Chet sounds like the name of a guy sounds who's going to crack that whip. <laughs> Look out. Well, they were cracking the whip at uh, NBC because they wanted to have results on uh -huh. a show for people to watch it. And that's the show, The Biggest Loser, which I was into for a while, but then it kind of started to stress me out. And Why? Then, because they, I mean, well, when they had that one lady, I can't remember her name, but she was one of the main, like, fitness coaches, and mm. she would just be, you gotta get in your faces, you're bad, you suck, yeah. and you're fat, and lose weight, and I don't know. Um, and then they would get to the end, and all these people would be, you know, in amazing, significantly right. smaller shape. Right. And then you would see follow-ups to all of these seasons, and... I think maybe only one contestant is still That's, in the yeah. kind of shape that, mm. I mean, you're going to obviously have a little bit of bounce back weight, but some of these people are the same size, if not bigger than they were right. when they went on The Biggest Loser, because the way that they go about this is just not sustainable, even without these charges that we're about to talk to, which is that you have none of the rest of your regular life. You're away from your family. You're away from your job. Mm. You're... The only thing you concentrate on is working out a billion hours a day and then eating whatever it is that they have right. to offer there. And so that's not real life. They're not really teaching you what it's going to, how you can handle it when you go back into the I'm not on the ranch world anymore. Yeah, and you mentioned sustainability. It's mm -hmm. just not sustainable. And is it safe really to drop that much that quickly? Okay, so then that was another thing that happened too. So the last season of, the, of, season of this show was in 2016. And NBC has not officially said that the show has been canceled. But it was at that time when all these articles started coming out asking those questions. Like one scientific study said that the way that they had them lose this weight in the rapid time frame and all that may have slowed down their metabolisms permanently. Mm -hmm. There's like damage to these people yeah. internally. And then there were also allegations, which this is the investigation that we're hearing about now. Like they're very seriously, NBC is having to look into, because there was a doctor on the show, mm -hmm. and there are contestants that are alleging that not only did Dr. H um, give them all kinds of things like Adderall. No! Um, 
uh, Yellow Jackets pills that contain ephedra to curb their appetite. They also have accused him of forcing them to eat baking soda um, to rig the weigh-ins. No. Which, that's also not cool. No. Are you sure this was a doctor, or did you just play one on TV? <laughs> Seriously. Hmm. This is terrifying. And it's sad, because they do like the other trainer, the, the main trainer guy, Bob Green. Yeah. I thought he seemed like, you know, a normal, decent human. And I don't know if all of the trainers knew of all of the bad things that were going on behind the scenes, but... I mean, obviously, again, they wanted to make a TV show where uh, viewers got to see significantly skinnier people by the end. Yeah, there's a better way to do it. Well, there's only one positive thing that comes out of this. Hmm. Is that the word loser was spelled correctly instead of spelled the way that most people <laughs> on the internet spell loser, loser with an extra O. <laughs> Their skin was looser <laughs> after they loose, lost looser. all that weight. My clothes are looser. <laughs> yes, exactly. Look at these pants. Uh, yeah, so we'll see what ends up coming out of it, if they can actually nail this doctor specifically, or if NBC gets in trouble for yes. allowing this stuff to go on for yeah, that that's show. That's going to be a can of worms. Scandal! Something that is good for you, unlike the way they were losing weight on The Biggest mm. Loser, is very enjoyable, and I think I need to get back on board that train, because I've kind of fallen off of it, right. which is to go see concerts. There was a new study that if you go see live music, specifically they said you should go like every two weeks if you can. Every two weeks. That's a lot. That's a lot. But, <laughs> <laughs> and they said like even just 20 minutes of a live show of some sort will actually increase all the good uh, chemicals right. in your it, body. Because it releases um, hormones. Endorphins. And endorphins. And, yeah. And just, it's all the good. And sure. And all the tonins. Tone looks. Yeah. But I mean, this scientific study was making it sound like if you did this enough, mm. it could add nine years to your life. Wow. That's a lot. I need to start going to some shows. I haven't been in let's, such a long time. Let's do some math here. So you go to the concert and it adds nine years to your life. Okay. But how much does it take off your life when you have a couple beers? Oh. Maybe you make out with somebody, you know, right. you know in the dark corner. Or um, crowd surfer kicks yeah. you in the back of the head right there. You get dropped. I got That's dropped. That's true. I got dropped on my head crowd surfing at a garbage show once. That that probably took a little off my life. Um, and then afterwards, when you end up at Coney Island, just devouring oh, like yeah. stuff you shouldn't be the eating. The food anyway. and the alcohol from, yeah. from going to too many. Then you have you're to hungover. Be, you have to be a responsible co uh, concert goer then, if then you, you want you this to work. You, you get dehydrated, <laughs> and then you miss work because you just want to stay in bed all day. Yeah, I mm. never crowd surfed, but I. I did almost inadvertently get into um, a mosh pit, oh. and that I it was I got out like as fast as I could. It was oh. the most terrifying. Yeah, thing I cut I've my face been. open in a mosh pit. I'm sure you did. Yeah. It was really I, scary. Yeah, I got pushed into the stage and I I got oh, a cut. No. And it was it was it, was, it w looked worse than it was, and I got up and people thought I was a badass. <laughs> And I jumped right back. Well, you like, are. Badass, man. Yes. I used to be built like Glenn Danzig. <laughs> you didn't want to mess with yeah. Joe. Welcome to the gun show. Mm -hmm. Which way is the beach? Um, yeah, so no, I, I feel like it's it's a really weird thing where it music in general used to be such a huge part of my life right. when I was younger. And now I just, it's like... I'm too busy for it. I don't well, know what my deal is. The other but. thing is, is when it's part of your job, it kind of it doesn't hold the same cachet 
you do kind of get a little jaded, you yeah. know, after after it becomes that part of your life. I guess. You know? I don't know. I just feel like I need to, you know, not in the way that we used to, as you mentioned, with all of the dangerous habits, right. but start uh, start going to shows again. Yeah. What if you pass out on the tour bus? How many years did that take <laughs> off your life? I woke up in Omaha today. I'm at the convention center. How do I get home? Come on. Now, the way that you get home from a lot of big concerts sometimes is an airplane. Oh, you might yes. fly to see the big show. Yes, I went Some, to Coachella. Right. Sometime. I went to Burning Man. <laughs> oh, God, no. That's, I'm not going to start with that. <laughs> um, but there are a couple things that are going on that are annoying, to say the least. Right. So already, if you're just trying to do carry-on stuff and you're trying to get through the line in security, mm -hmm. you've got to do the thing with your shoes, and then you've got to put your laptop in a separate little, mm -hmm. you know, binny thing or whatever. And then you and throw then, your water away. And then, yeah, you've got to get rid of liquids, and you can only have a small amount. Like, there's all these things that you have to parse out, and you're like, why did I even pack? Because I've got to, mm -hmm. to finally get through. So now, TSA, allegedly, coming for your snacks. No! Your snacks on snacks on snacks. No. They're going to want you to take them out because allegedly some of them may look like explosives or they get in the way of them getting a good view of what it is that they're trying to scan in your main bag. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Number one, I think this is, uh, is going to force you from instead of bringing your 50-cent bag of Doritos onto the plane, <laughs> Buying the same bag for three dollars past the well, check. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. That's exactly what it yeah, is. It's, it's a just money grab. Water, and you know, I do. There are some like you know, the, some of those healthy snack bars. They kind of do look like C four when they're you know, <laughs> when they're extruded. You know, they kind of do look like that. <laughs> It's just so, so. Some people were tweeting who have had this happen. Which, by the way, this is a so far a. Recommendation, a strong recommendation by the mm. T. It's not like a rule, rule as of yet, uh -huh. but they highly recommend it or will suggest it to you when you're there. But so people have been reacting on Twitter. One person said, TSA made me take out all of the snacks on my carry on in front of everyone, and I've never been so embarrassed. Why did I pack so many snacks? <laughs> and then someone else said, the TSA dude saw my snack stash and tried to snack shame me with the how long is it going to take you to eat all of that? Yeah, no, TSA, shut up. Don't all right. snack shame me. You made me take this out. Don't start making fun of, you know, all the chips yeah. and the whatnots that I brought. Because now, one thing that we did was we went and we applied for TSA pre-check. Mm -hmm. And that saves you a lot of that hassle. Right. You don't have to take off your shoes. You don't have to go through the body cavity search. You don't need the <laughs> DNA test. You don't need the uh, the eye identification where you have oh, to look we'll get into to the that. screen. You don't have to do all of that, so it makes it a lot easier. But the snacks thing, I think, to me, is just a big money grab. Big money grab. Super annoying. I mean, they're not going to make you throw them away. They're going to make still. you. They're going to make you put them in the the bin. But then someone also said, "Well, I don't like putting my snacks in a bin where everyone's right. been putting their shoes and all right. their other gross things." But so you brought up the eye scanning thing. Mm -hmm. That's actually happening. Delta is bringing biometric boarding to Detroit airports. Airport. Minority reports. I know. Minority reports. Yes. Do you ever watch Person of Interest? No. 
the, the whole thing about person of interest is it's based on this artificial intelligence that can basically go into any camera and recognize faces and patterns and algorithms. And that's how they like solve crimes and track people. And I then just... eventually a bad box gets made that uses the same technology. And this is what's happening. Yeah. So in Detroit, it says initially it will be deployed for just one flight a day to Tokyo at one gate. And this has been used for a lot of international flights mm. and all that. And so somehow they're trying to make it sound like this is faster. It's not faster. You still have to have human beings in a line, walk up, scan their face, get a receipt, go on the plane. Mm. Why is that faster than me handing you my thing, you scan my ticket, I go on the plane. Or I hand you my cell phone, you scan the code, I go on the plane. Well, because it's you have not to start faster. somewhere. It will be, eventually it will be faster. Really? But then it will turn into Minority Report, where all the billboards as you're walking will be tied to your Google account. Oh, and Mr. Santos, yes. I see you have your khakis on. Are you uh -huh. needing a new size 12? Exactly. We have a variety in the airport store. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. So I don't like it. I don't like it. It just seems. And they were saying that, that this is voluntary and it will continue to be voluntary mm. and they're not going to force people to, to go through this way. Um, and that people are becoming more and more okay with this kind of technology because yes. the new iPhones, instead of a code or your fingerprint or whatever, yep. it's the face scan. Except in the morning, because the face scan in the morning yeah, it doesn't recognize the iPhone your morning 10. face. They're not, like, ooh, not girl, so much. you need to put some makeup yeah. on because you look like mm. crap. Um, but I don't like it. Do you like it? Um, I can't say either way because on one hand it's convenient, but you know all the naysayers say, "Well, that you trade your convenience for your freedom and your liberty." I don't it's, know. It's, it is invasive. It is invasive, but unfortunately, that's where it's going. And this was predicted by all these science fiction authors 30, 40 years ago. I know. Now we have a very, very important question to be answered about meatballs mm. when we get back on Pop That Culture. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly, all for free. Do it now. Stay connected. And action. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. The things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. 
what you're thinking and how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. Joe, it's Sarah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're here. We're chilling. We're here. We're eating all the snacks that the TSA won't let us yes. put through the airplanes. Yes. Yes. We we're trying to get our kid from eating too many snacks. Is that we're, a We're thing? moving him over to fruits. Are you? Yes. Oh. No, actually, he's always liked fruit, but he discovered snacks, and he's like, he's negotiating now. Hey, <laughs> okay, if I eat this peach, mm-hmm. can I have some gummy bears? I'm like, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> Although I like his hustle, I like yeah. I like where he's trying to go with that. Everything's a deal. Everything's yeah. a negotiation all the time. Yes, there is viral internet sensation and rapper Post Malone who had a question. It was actually a fruit-related question. Mm. He wrote on his Twitter, which is beer bongs and Bentleys, is meatball and fruit. That's a mess That's, um, as a question and a sentence to begin with. Yeah. Not only the subject matter, but... All he's missing is L-O-O-S-E for lose and an apostrophe in a totally bad place. Is meatball and fruit? <laughs> um, so he put it out there for the people to answer that question. And most people were like, no, no, no. But then people started to have fun with it. Mm. And someone was like, I'm 100% you know, hot-blooded Italian, and yes, they are fruit. And someone else said, they totally grow on trees. Right. And then like, some... Wasn't it like DiGiorno spaghetti? <laughs> it grows on yeah. trees. A nice fat meatball. <laughs> and then someone else said, well, the meatball is not fruit, but if you have tomato sauce on your meatball, the tomatoes are fruit. Yes. I'm, or, or like Sydney says, how high are you? <laughs> Which is an excellent question. Yes. Good, good question. And then someone else said, no, uh, meatballs are not a fruit. They are a lifestyle, which I would tend to agree with. Right. Delicious, yes. delicious mm. meatballs. Tasty. You go to Ikea, you get furniture, you get meatballs. Oh, my God. Bun. Oh, my goodness. I kind of feel like I want to go there right now. Yeah, actually, that's where I'm going right now. Are you going to Ikea? <laughs> yes, you bitch, I can't believe you're going to go yeah. and have access to lingonberry yes. and meatballs. Kenton, here I come. Oh, I wish. Now, there are delicious flavors on those meatballs, and they are Mm. allegedly a Swedish treat, although we found out that they actually came from another country first. I can't remember. Uh, Meatballonia? No. (laughs) Was it it Turkey? Oh, I'm not going to remember. There was a news story about how it was a big lie. We thought that these meatballs that they were selling from Ikea were because it was a big thing that came out of sweden but actually right. meatballs came from some other no they came from well you know, almost every culture has their version of meat that you put in your fist <laughs> <laughs> before you cook it yes. <laughs> you know i mean it's not genius is meatballs genius dave see to me i'm just saying about meat and fists yeah meat and fists <laughs> dr meat and fists <laughs> welcome to our party um, yes. I, but <laughs> potato chip maker Lay's is trying to um, do tributes to different regional foods yes. in the United States, and they I, I can't even keep track of how many different flavors of Lay's potato chips there. And I know There's some of them are just many. for a short amount of time. Right. 
they're just stunting. Thanks, Lays. Um, but this whole regional thing, they have some bizarro flavors that they're doing from uh, around the world, inspired by your hometown, mm. including Chesapeake Bay crab spice. I don't want my potato chips tasting like crab. No, no, I and don't. Besides, crab spice was the ornery one. <laughs> Whenever they'd have to perform, you know, Ginger would have to be like, crab, crab spice, chill already, okay? But they had uh, chili con queso one, mm. and what are some of the other gross Fried flavors? Fried pickles with ranch. Okay, I would try that. See, that works for me because it's not, it's, you know, it's, it's all about the, how far you take the flavored chips. Right. So I'm cool with barbecue flavored chips because that's basically a condiment. It's reasonable to go, hey, I'm at a picnic. Here's some barbecue sauce. I'm going to dip my chip and see how it tastes, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I'm not down with having chips taste like like a lobster roll, <laughs> like what they have in Boston. Yeah. That they is have the Boston bo lobster roll. I would, I would legitimately try the fried pickles with ranch flavor, though. Now, as a Detroiter, here's Lay's. This is why Better Made is better. Yes. Where's the Detroit Coney flavor? Right, where it tastes a little like chili? Yes, that would be good. I would eat that. They do have one that's for the Midwest that was deep dish pizza-ish A Chicago-style pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was one of them. That, you know, but then again, they do have chips that taste like pizza. That's a cop-out, Lay's. It's a cop-out. Well, it's like, who's doing it the best right now? That's right. combos. Pizza, pretzel-flavored oh, combo. Delicious. Which, I mean, oh. if you're on a road trip... That's what I'm getting. Yes, cheesy goodness inside a pretzel. It's pizza in a tiny bite. So why not why not really delve into the real nuance of the areas that you're trying to court? So in Detroit it could be like pothole water. <laughs> oh, like a little a little asphalt and road mm. oil, delicious or Cleveland, Cuyahoga River water. Oh, oh yummy, yummy. Delicious. Um, what else? Uh, Chicago. Uh, that BART train smell in uh, <laughs> San Diego. Is... Yes. Mm. Oh, yummy. Now listen. Alaska, Exxon Valdez oil <laughs> slick. Yummy. Our good buddy, our good pal, uh, Craig Folly, I believe, is somewhere where you can get delicious foods yes. right now. Yes. Yeah, he's on location. Oh, I can't hear you. He is. Do it again. There you go. He's on location in downtown Detroit. On location in downtown. Yes. I think he's at the Buell Bar, if I'm not yes. mistaken. Yes. That is a show you want to go to. Yes, go there. Be Buy a part of a drink. Mm-hmm. Right, because he's a good guy. He is a good guy, and he's going to be doing yeah. a great show for the next two hours. So enjoy, Craig, and we will see you next week on Pop That Culture.